0: This is a classic fairy tale called The Sleeping Beauty of the Woods. Now, there was once a king and queen, and they loved each other very much and were very happy, but there was a sadness in their marriage too, because they didn't have any children, and they longed and longed to have a child, but nothing happened. They were not blessed with one. Now, one day... The queen was in her bath when out of the water crawled a frog and the frog stood in front of her and it croaked and it spoke it said do not fear for you shall have a child before this year is out and she will be a delight to you it'll be a little girl Well, the queen was so happy when she heard that she immediately rushed to tell the king. And sure enough, just as the frog had prophesied, she had a little girl before the year was out. And she was such a beautiful little thing that the king and queen could not have been happier. Now they decided to throw a great feast in honor of the little girl. To celebrate and welcome her. So, all the king and queen's family were invited, and all their friends, all their relations, all their acquaintances, other kings and queens, and also the good fairies. You see, there were fairies living in the kingdom. And the king knew that if he invited the fairies, they would each grant a gift of a wish on the little baby princess. They would give her a gift, a magic gift. Now there were thirteen of these fairies in the kingdom, but they only invited twelve. And they were treated with great honor, sitting at the top table and all with a golden plate each with golden cutlery and a golden goblet to drink out of. And, of course, they got up and they started to give their wishes, their blessings, their gifts to this little baby. And the first one gave her the gift of virtue and the second one gave her the gift of beauty and the third gave her a gift of wisdom and so on until the 11th fairy had given her wish had granted a wish on the little sleeping baby now the 12th one was just going to make her give her gift when the door flew open and the thirteenth fairy came storming in. Now, she had not been invited, because it was well known that she was evil. But she stormed in and said, ''Well, fancy that. You're all here. Everyone invited except me. But I'll give a wish as well. I'll give a gift to the little princess. I wish that in her fifteenth year of her life she will prick her finger on a spindle and drop down dead. And then she stormed out of the palace. Well, the king and queen sat there horrified, as did the twelfth fairy who was about to give her gift. Well, said the twelfth fairy, I cannot undo what has been spoken. I cannot undo the spell, but I can soften it, so that instead of dying, she will fall asleep for a hundred years. Well, the time passed. The king and queen doted on their daughter, loved her very much. But then, when it was coming near to her fifteenth year, well, the king started to get worried. That curse that the, the evil fairy had laid on her, that was working on his mind. And so he ordered that every spindle in the country should be destroyed. Now these were pointed sticks with a weight on the end that you spun around and you spun wool or flax on it. It's like a a simple form of a spinning wheel. Now all the spindles were destroyed, not one was left, and the king was happy that they had made a thorough job of completely clearing every spindle out of the country. And so they started to relax a bit. And the king and queen started to leave the palace and leave the little princess alone there with servants, of course. But they didn't take her with them everywhere they went like they used to do. So she would be left and they wouldn't go away very often and it wasn't for very long. But one day... They set off. Now, the little girl was left with servants again. But she decided to go and explore the castle. It was a huge castle, and she hadn't been through all of it still. So she went from room to room and room to room, and there were plenty of rooms to choose from. There were bedrooms, there was dressing rooms, there was drawing rooms, there was all sorts of rooms. And as she worked her way along the castle, she came to a curved spiral staircase that led up to a tower. And she didn't ever remember seeing that before. So she went up it, and when she got to the top, she saw a door, and in the door, was an old rusty key, and as soon as she turned that key in the lock the door flew wide open, and there, sitting in the room, was an old woman who was spinning flax on a spindle. Of course it was the evil fairy, but then the little princess didn't know that. She knew nothing about this kosh that had been placed on her at her birth. So she went and she said, "'Good good morning, Grandmother,' she said politely. "'And uh, what are you doing? "'Why, I'm spinning,' she said. "'Oh, and what is that thing that you're making chump up and down "'so I've never seen anything like that before?' And she took the spindle from the old woman, and looked at it, and she tried to spin with it. But she pricked her finger on the end of it, and she fell over backwards in a swoon. Now there was a bed in that room, and she fell onto the bed, and fell fast asleep. And when she fell fast asleep, everyone in the castle fell fast asleep. The king and the queen, who had returned from their journey. They were sitting in the throne room, and they fell fast asleep on their thrones. All the courtiers around them, they all fell asleep too. And now all the knights, they fell asleep. The horses in the stables fell asleep. The dogs in the kennels fell asleep the cook in the kitchen who was just about to box the ears of the scullion who used to peel the vegetables and wash the pots, he fell asleep too. Now outside, everything fell asleep. The pigeons on the roof put their heads under their wings and went to sleep. Even the flies on the wall went to sleep. And there they stayed. Not only the living things like that, but the fire itself went to sleep, and the meat that had been roasting over the fire, it too fell into a sleep, and just sat there. It was as though time had stopped. Now around the castle, suddenly, there grew a thick hedge of thorns. And it was impenetrable. You couldn't get through it. And as the years passed, it grew higher and higher, until it completely hid the castle. All the tall spires, the flags that flew from the flagpoles, everything was hidden from sight. Now. The story went about this beautiful lady, this sleeping beauty that was in the woods. And all the princes from round about, hearing the story of how lovely and how beautiful she was, blessed by fairies, they went to try to get through this impenetrable, Hedge of thorns and see her. But no matter how hard they hacked away at those thorn bushes, they never cut a way through, and many gave up and went home. Others, who were more determined, carried on in their attempt to break through. But these thorn bushes had hands as well and the hands gripped hold so tightly onto those princes that they couldn't move, and so they stayed there until they died an awful death. Well, more and more princes tried, more gave up, and more were killed. Now time passed, and it was getting to be almost a hundred years since that spell had been cast. The hundred years was almost up. And a prince from another kingdom, hearing the story of this beautiful maiden, the sleeping beauty in the woods, then he decided that he wanted to see this beautiful maiden with his own eyes. He'd heard the story from an old man, who had told him about this this beautiful woman, but also about the princes who had tried and the princes who had died in the attempt. But he said, I have no fear of that. I wish to see this maiden, this briar rose. I will risk it. I will attempt to break my way through or die in the attempt. Well, the old man tried to persuade him not to, but it was no use. The prince had made his mind up, and he set off on his horse, and he came to that impenetrable forest, almost, of thorns that circled the castle. But to his amazement, he arrived there on the very day that the enchantment was to end. And the thorn bushes there were all covered with beautiful flowers. And when he walked towards them, the thorns just parted and let him through. And as soon as he had gone forward, they gently closed behind him again. All the way through the thorn bushes he walked, and the thorns parted to allow him in, closing behind him until he came to the castle gate and he walked into the courtyard and he saw the horses asleep in the stables and the hounds asleep in their kennels and the pigeons up on the roofs with their heads under their wings asleep and the stillness in that place was unearthly it was so silent He walked into the main hall, and there, in the throne room, he saw the king and queen asleep upon their throne, and around them sleeping all the courtiers, all their knights. He went from room to room through the castle until he saw a spiral staircase leading up to a tower, and he went up it and into the small room that stood there, and there, lying on the bed, was the most beautiful maiden that the prince had ever seen in his life. This was his briar rose. So he stood there, and he looked at her, and he marveled in her beauty, a beauty granted by a fairy wish. And as he looked at her, the Urge just to bend down and to give her a kiss on the lips, was too strong for him. And he bent down and he kissed her. And as he did that, as soon as the lips met, then Briar Rose's eyes flickered open, and she sat up and looked in wonder at this handsome prince in front of her and her heart leapt for joy, and so did he. Now, downstairs, everyone started to wake up. The king and queen woke up in their throne room. All the courtiers woke up, the knights walked up. The cook in the kitchen woke up and boxed the scullion's ears. The horses and the hounds woke up, and the pigeons on the roof took their heads from under their wings, and they preened their feathers, and then they flew to the fields. Even the flies on the wall woke up, and the fire woke up too, and it started to cook the meat again, which is also woken from its enchantment. When they came downstairs, the king, knowing, of course, of this prophecy, of this curse that was laid upon his daughter, could see that the spell had been cast and was now broken, and he welcomed the prince, and when the prince asked for Briar Rose's hand in marriage, the king was more than happy to accept, and the wedding was arranged. Now, the strange thing was that that impenetrable forest of of thorns that surrounded the castle, as soon as the enchantment was broken, they sank into the ground and disappeared. Now, people from around about marveled at this ancient castle, and they walked into it and, and looked around and met with the courtiers and the knights and saw the king and queen. But to them they looked strange, because they were dressed in old-fashioned clothes, clothes that people used to wear in their great-or-great-great-grandparents' days, a hundred years before. But the prince didn't mind a thing about Briar Rose's dress. There was her he loved, not her clothes. And so the two of them were married, and they lived happily for the rest of their days.